Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. vets still with us and so we need to take time to give honor to whom honor is due i appreciate you have answered the call to serve our country uh, appreciate you have answered the call to uh to preach the gospel and and for one of my heroes brother gibson he answered the call to do both serving his country with the navy cbs and then i wouldn't be here today had he not preached me the gospel uh thought i was worth saving we sung that song he thought I was worth reaching for, and I'm very grateful, and I, I'm, I'm in his debt. And, um, this day touches my heart. I was leaned over to Bobby, Brother Bobby, a moment ago, and uh, we had a friend, uh, Timmy Padgett, who uh, was killed in Afghanistan when he was 28 years old when war broke out in Iraq and then Afghanistan. He was a paramedic and EMT and wanted to go serve his country. So from paramedic school, he went to, uh, he went to Army Ranger School, and, and uh, he was uh, in one of those elite groups in the opium fields of Afghanistan. And at 28 years old, in a firefight, he was, he was a medic, uh, but they were under so much fire, the guy on the Humvee uh, had went down, and he jumped to take the gun. And when he did, he was shot and killed instantly. And so um, because he was my friend, I got to help preach his funeral. So I've three-star generals came to the Funiac to honor a young man that we used to be in the prayer room with. And so I'm very grateful. Uh, you know, we, we fuss a lot and what's going on in politics, and, and we do need to pray for our nation. But I still believe it is the greatest nation on earth that we get to believe and preach and serve the Lord. I'm grateful for that today. Amen. My wife is coming to greet you this morning, and and as she comes, our kids are going to come, and they're going to get ready to sing for us. And Amen. And I, I feel like a weight is off of my shoulders. Uh, I, I told my wife I will try not to embarrass her this weekend. But when she saw Brother Boyd with that guitar, <laughs> everything is good. She says, I'm going to embarrass her. She says, they're singing. I'm so excited. Nada, I'm praying for you, honey. Do good, honey. You know, just go, you know, matter of fact, the only thing she realized, I was preaching today. She just said, they're singing. I'm so excited. No, but I appreciate my wife. Everybody bless my brown-eyed girl. She comes in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. God is good, isn't he? Amen. I, I will confess, I did get a little excited this morning when I realized they were singing. Um, <laughs> I didn't forget my husband was preaching, though. I did remember that. But we are so excited about being here. Just 
thankful for the presence of the Lord that we have been able to feel. I was back there at my pew while ago while praise and worship was going on. I said, Lord, I just feel like the windows of heaven have opened and you have just poured doubt right on top of me. I was just so overwhelmed, you know, and I'm so thankful that we're able to feel that and it's okay to feel it. You know, we've talked about freedom. We've talked about how that we have the privilege to be in a free nation and country where it's okay to do that. I'm so thankful that I live in a land where it's okay to feel the presence of the Lord and say that I felt him and to say that I know who he is. I know where my help comes from. I am so thankful for the Holy Ghost. God is great. He is greatly to be praised. And, you know, um, driving around in Hatchbin, I can't help but reminisce because this is my home and this is where I spent most of my life until I was 19 years old. And I was driving on over to my parents' house this morning to do the girls' hair for church. And for some reason, I was just... almost forgot what I was doing because I just got to thinking about everything. And I thought about my granddaddy Ward who had a whole lot of sayings that he used to tell us. And one thing he would say to us sometimes is he would say, I might be some dumb, but I'm not plum dumb. And I got to thinking about that. And I thought, you know, I might be some dumb, but I'm not plum dumb. I'm not dumb enough to think I can do all this all by myself, but I need the Lord every day. And I'm so thankful that I serve a God who daily loads me with benefits who his mercy is new to me every morning. I don't want to ever take a mile that I've traveled with the Lord for granted. It's a good life living for him, and I wouldn't change anything about this doctrine. I wouldn't change anything about what I do for him because the kingdom is the most important thing to me, and I praise him and love him today. We are so blessed and honored to be in service with you. We love you all very much. God bless you this morning.
closing in when the tide is swiftly rising and you wonder where he's been friend there never was a moment that his arms weren't reaching out oh you can rest assured and be secure that god is moving right now just stand still and let god It's hard to do when you feel like you have reached the end. He'll make a way for you to stand still and let God move. When you feel like you have reached the end, He'll make a way for you to stand still. Can anyone testify to that this morning that he's made a way for you? Hallelujah. Uh, it's hard to do that and to allow God to have control of that way. But if we'll wait upon the Lord, amen, everything has a way of working itself out. I appreciate and I want to say thank you to all of you um, to show you how fast time goes. Uh, August will be uh, 20 years since I was uh, first here. For those who may not know, the first time I ever got to preach off from home was here. And that was 20 years ago, August. And, and uh, next month, uh, my wife and I will be celebrating 19 years of marriage. And, and uh, Bobby leaned over, and he's doing the math. And he says, so she's been there about as long as she was here. But I'm by no means ever saying that. I'll let him do the math of that. It's still a sore subject. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Amen. Hatchpen is always going to be her home, and I appreciate my in-laws and, and how good and kind they have been to me through the years, and I'm a first-generation apostolic, and so I uh, just didn't marry their daughter. I married into their heritage, and I'm very grateful for that, very grateful, and um, when Brother Boyd sung his throwback song, I was already there. I'm a throwback kind of preacher, and I don't want to ever forget where I've come from. Uh, I give honor and appreciate our elders who were, they were Pentecostal when it wasn't popular. And I, I'm very grateful we were standing on the shoulders of some great men and women, and, and I appreciate our heritage today. I, can we just give the Lord a hand of praise if we can? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, I, I feel bad to, to come because I feel like I always leave more blessed than what I am a blessing, but I do appreciate brother and sister Boyd, and and uh, I hope that you realize uh, the the caliber of man of God that you have as your shepherd. I do uh, a, a gentleman, uh, very very serious about the ministry and keeping ministry uh, focus, and has uh, been such a true friend uh, to me, and I, and I'm honored to honored to be here today hallelujah feel the presence of the lord 
I messed up here a while back and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I just not all that interested in sermonizing. I just want to speak things that help people. And, uh, and so when you ask, when you pray things like that, you better be careful because some days you'd rather be sermonizing than, than because you have to wait upon the Lord. But I do believe that I heard from, uh, from the Lord. And so I, I pray that for those who may not know me, I pray that you'll feel my spirit and it will allow me to just have access to your heart and allow the Holy Ghost to have its way because we can't do anything on our own. Is that okay? Amen. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 38. If you don't mind, we'll stand and honor the word of the Lord. And, and uh, hallelujah. I, uh, we stayed here at the guest quarters, my wife and I did, and the, the kids stayed with her family. And she left this morning to... Uh, to go fix the girl's hair and I stayed behind to pray it. There was an awesome presence of the Lord uh, that come into that room and I'm still not quite over it. And so I hope somebody's okay by having church today. I hope that I hope somebody came needing something. Hallelujah. I, I just feel the presence of the Lord. And I, I didn't mention it to my wife. I felt kind of bad that when she left, I mean, something just powerful come and we didn't get to experience it together. And she was bad there saying that she felt something lift and begin to pour out on her. And I, I have no doubt in my mind that God desires to do something today. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 verse 38 says, For I am persuaded, would you say persuaded, that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I've got four words that I believe the Holy Ghost has assigned me to deal with, and that is the word persuaded, and then the phrase, nor things present, nor things present, about what's going on right now in your world, what's going on right now in your life, what's going on, the battles that you brought in, the, the trouble that you brought in, the, the situation, the season that you're at in your life. Hallelujah. Uh, the Holy Ghost has uh, uh, moved on me to preach on this thought today that persuaded about the present. Persuaded about the present. Amen. Well, we're not saying that we lack any faith, but can anybody use some help right now? Can anybody use some help today? Hallelujah. I know God is there. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But, Lord, I come today needing something today. Uh, I know we've got an evangelist coming next Sunday, but I need something today. Hallelujah. I don't want to face a Monday without something being done in my soul. God, can you help me right now with what I've got going on? Hallelujah. Do I, do I, if I have anybody here, hallelujah, that would help me pray, let's lift our hands up and God do something right now. God do something right now. Lord, we come to you, Lord Jesus, asking you to have your way hallelujah we praise you we bless you we give you glory God we give you honor
We thank you, Lord Jesus, for how good you are to us. Lord, let us be persuaded, convinced, hallelujah, steadfast and determined about who you are right now and that you're in control of where I'm at today. God, that right now faith, that right now touch is what I need. Hallelujah. We give you praise and give you glory. Would you put your hands and praise him like you love him? Let's love him. Hallelujah. Something's going to sweep in this sanctuary and give some help to somebody today. Today is the day. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I, I'm, I've got about 30 minutes to, and, and I've got to cover five months worth of living. I, I felt led in the Holy Ghost to share with you some things that God's done for me and my wife this year in, in prayer and, and helped us through. And so, uh, I'm going to. I'm going to give you permission to check out. All right. If you're here this morning and and you've had no trouble, then this is not for you. If you've had not, if you haven't had a storm this year or anything to press against you, then you could be thinking about lunch and grilling out tomorrow. But if you're here today and you've had a fight your way from January until now, then I have come sent by the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, to tell somebody that you can be persuaded about your right now, about your today, hallelujah. It may not look any better, it might not be any better, but I feel like the Holy Ghost is going to deposit something into your soul, hallelujah, that yes, my God, I'm talking to somebody already, yes, you're going to get up, yes, you're going to keep going, no, it's not over, yes, you've got another fight in you. Amen. I have, um, I'm sure preachers were called to preach the whole counsel of God and, and I'm sure that, um, that even though we do that, there are certain things we like to preach about and like to study about. And I guess for me, it was, uh, I like to preach about the attitude, uh, about a mind. Uh, I believe the battle is won or lost in the mind. If, if you can win it here, you can win it. Anywhere else, I've heard preachers say the battlefield is in the mind. Uh, uh, where I'm going down memory lane. Bless your soul for letting me preach the first time. My my first message was the spirit of an overcomer, and so I've been trying to learn how to overcome ever since then. But I've come to tell you that you can pray your way through anything. You can worship your way through anything. You may have to go a step at a time, a day at a time, a church service at a time, but yes, you can make it through whatever you need to make it through. And so I'm here today to talk about a mindset about what you may have going on right now. This began with me back in back in January, and the Lord just kind of along the way of giving me some just very deliberate words and and when Brother Boyd and I worked out the date for us to come be here, uh, the Lord just kind of took some of these things that he's given me and kind of put them in because I feel like that, and I'm not trying to, uh, I know misery loves company, so I'm not trying to link up with, you know, that just kind of have a pity party. But God has helped me along the way, and I feel led to help somebody today if I can. A lot of you can probably... uh 
quote the first half of Proverbs 17 and 22, but can you quote the last half of it? Proverbs 17 and 22 says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. We quote that a lot. But it's that last part that I want to zero in. But a broken spirit drieth the bones. So it's not just about, it's not just a word of encouragement about a merry heart. But it's also a word of warning about a broken spirit. Now, he's not talking about a broken spirit like uh, being humble. Being broken that way is a good thing. This type of broken spirit is, is void of joy. It's void of peace. It's void of victory. Amen. I'm heading somewhere. I, I, I want to tell you why it's important to be persuaded about your present. Then I want to give you uh, two things God's given me this year about how to help me to be persuaded as I've lived this year. And then I felt very distinctly, I uh, got some just a uh, direction from the Lord about what I feel like God desires to do at the close of this service. So I don't know how long it's going to take me to get there. My 30 minutes is just uh, the first 30 minutes. Amen. And then we'll, we'll, we'll redo and recount from there. Amen. Somebody say persuaded about the present. I want to make, why is that important? It's because discouragement delays deliverance. Um, my wife takes notes. I, I tell her church, write that one down. Discouragement delays deliverance. That you put your healing on hold. When you entertain a spirit of discouragement. Now, I'm not promoting fake it. I'm not promoting just going through the motions. But you need a mindset with you at all times. That God is the author and the finisher of my faith. Hallelujah. Oh, I wish somebody helped me right now. That God can. He will. He has called me. He will keep me. I am confident that the good work that he began, he's also able to perform. If God be for us, who can be against us? Greater is he that is in me. And you don't need to let a cloud of discouragement. Just one quick biblical reference. When the 12 spies went to spy out the land, 10 came back with a discouraging evil report. And the deliverance of Israel was put on hold for 40 years. It's very important that you keep a mindset about you. Hallelujah. That I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. But God at any moment can speak to my situation. He can speak to my soul. I cannot allow a dry spirit, a broken spirit to manifest itself. God has been too good to me for me to allow that to happen now. Hallelujah. You've got to have something kick in your soul. Hallelujah. This is our, my God, the apostle Paul said, I think myself happy. Sometimes you got to think yourself happy. Ooh, hallelujah. I was come across just a week or so ago a uh, man mentioned in Chronicles and and sis, can I we're gonna go there in a second, but can I get you to go back to Proverbs in just a moment? I don't mean to mess with you. I came across a man named Ahijah. Everybody say Ahijah. And when David was establishing his kingdom, he appointed this man Ahijah of the house of Shelemith to be over the treasury of the dedicated things. Amen. Somebody say dedicated things. I'm I'm going to kind of teach first and preach here in just a moment, but I got a 
lay this foundation now for you. And I think it's important that you have someone keep up with the dedicated things. I think we forget too much. Don't get mad at him. I think we forget too much. I think that we forget how good God has been to us in our yesterday. And we allow that to cloud our spirit today. We will forget that this is not the first tight spot we've ever been in. This is not the first storm we've ever encountered. This is not the first, oh, I wish I had some elders. That This is not the first time I've had to pray my way through something, cry my way through something, fast my way through something. But the enemy's got a way of causing us to forget that. But we need something in our spirit that keeps up with the dedicated things. Now, now, stay with me. This I'm still on my first point about discouragement delays deliverance, okay? Because if the enemy can come in and put that seed of discouragement into your spirit, it will affect your prayer. It will affect your worship. It will affect your praise. It will affect your attitude. Amen. And all of those things can put your deliverance on hold, can put your answer on hold, put your breakthrough on on hold because listen the enemy could care less if you quit church or not because I'm going to show you this can you give me that scripture in First Chronicles chapter 6 I believe I put it there 6 and 27 did I not give it to you sorry it says, out of the spoils won in battles did they dedicate to maintain the house of the Lord out of the spoils won in battles did they dedicate to maintain the house of the Lord. It's the battles we win that keeps the house going. Y'all missed that right then. It's the battles that we win that keeps this house going and this house going. But if the enemy, enemy can jump in your marriage and jump in your mind and rob you of that victory, then those victories are on hold and you've lost what you need to maintain the house of God. It's those victories that keeps this thing moving forward. It's those victories that keeps this thing, hallelujah, on the cutting edge of ministry and revival. We cannot allow a seed of discouragement to come into our heart hallelujah because if that happens we've lost what we need to maintain the house of the Lord so is Aunt Merle here don't know if Aunt Merle's here or not but uh hallelujah she had told me 20 years ago I got enough battles to keep me going enough victories to keep me on my knees it's that balance. It's that balance. It's the victories that maintain the house. So if he can never choke hold, if he can never clog up, if he can ever just sit a cloud over us. Listen, oh, I feel like I'm, I'm bogging down for a second. We all get discouraged. I get it. We all have down days, I get it, but you can't let it manifest and take root because when it takes root, then you're losing out on what you need to maintain your own house and the house of the Lord. That's why I'm here today to talk about being persuaded about 
the present, being persuaded about the present. Hallelujah. That God can do something for me right now. But for that to happen, I've got to have a mind that God can, that God is able. He's just as strong today as he was 25 years ago. He's not lacking anything. So I'm going to reach back, my two, two strategies of reach back to the, this came to me in January. I got a one year Bible and, and this came, never saw this verse before, but in January, Genesis chapter 32, we're reading about uh, Jacob and Jacob is coming to his father-in-law Laban and he's upset with him in verse 36 of Genesis 31, 31 and 36 says, and Jacob was wroth and choked with Laban and Jacob answered and said to Laban, what is my trespass? What is my sin? Thou hast so hotly pursued after me. Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff. What hast thou found of all that household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren. They may judge betwixt us both. This 20 years, I say 20 years. Have I been with thee, thy ewes and thy she-goats? She have not cast their young and the rams of thy flock? Have I not eaten? That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee. I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was in the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night and my sleep departed from my eyes. Here he says again, thus, thus have I been 20 years. I say 20 years. In thy house I served 14 years for thy two daughters and six years for thy cattle. And thou hast changed my wages 10 times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the fear of Isaac, had been with me, surely thou hast sent me away now empty. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked thee yesternight. Uh, now listen, this might not help you, but this is what happened to me in prayer. I read first, then I go pray. And I went to pray after I read that that morning. And the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart and said, don't be so quick to curse the 20 years. Don't be so quick to curse the 20 years. Because it's bad right now doesn't mean it has been all bad. Oh, I wish I had a witness here. You, you're coming out of it with more than what you think. God's been better to you. This, oh, hallelujah. I don't know how long this season has been for you. But don't be so quick to curse the 20 years because it's bad today. Hallelujah. When you look back down the road and you come out of it, and you will come out of it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't curse the 20 years. You're coming out with more than what you went into it with. Uh, this 20 years, you changed my wages 10 times. I worked 14 years for your girls, worked six for your cattle, and you'd have left me without anything had not gotten got a hold of you. I, Brother Jack, when that first came to me, he didn't mention how it got to Laban in the first place. running from his brother Esau because he stole the birthright. All he could do was cuss and fuss about how bad it's been the 20 years. Well, Jacob, when you were on the run, buddy, what did you bring with you? Because the next chapter says, when I crossed over Jordan, all I had was a staff in my hands. 
So I came into this thing with nothing. But God has blessed me with two wives who literally are fighting over my affection. Yo, yo, you get what I'm saying here? Don't be so quick because it's bad right now to think that it's all bad. Even in the bad, God is working on some things. For this light affliction, which is but for a moment, hallelujah, there's a side to this that you cannot see. The writer of Hebrews said, Jesus learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Hallelujah. It's being on that potter's wheel. It's being on the backside of the desert because it's bad right now doesn't mean it's all been bad. Talking, I'm talking about a mindset that I need to have for today. A mindset that I need to have for the present. That I don't need to let my, I heard someone say it this way, you can't let your present circumstances speak louder than the word of God. If I can add to that, you can't let it speak louder than your previous testimony. Like David, you, you got to have, there was a lion, there was a bear. I know it's not like this at Hatch Bend, but we we pastor people, and I know that it's common to all of us, but we feel like that what we're going through at that moment is more difficult than anything we've ever gone through. And perhaps it is, but we forget the God that brought us through so many times before. Hallelujah. We need to be persuaded about the here and now. We need to be persuaded that God can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost today. We need to be persuaded that divine healing can show up in Hatsbin today. We need to be persuaded that God can put marriages back together today. Hallelujah. I know he did it then and he can do it tomorrow. I'm not talking about then. I'm talking about now. Do, do we have anybody who can stand at their feet and say, I believe God can do it today. I believe my God is not slack today. My God is able today. Woo. Hallelujah. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. You can touch my situation. You can touch my soul. So, and it might not, you could be, see, it might not be anything to do something, but this is, this is just Jason here. Lord got a hold of me, so don't be so quick to curse the 20 years. That it might be rough right now, but you're coming out of this with more. And, and I can't prove it, but Genesis 32 and 10, there's a complete attitude change in Jacob. And he said, I'm not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff, I passed over this Jordan. And now, I am become two bands. I can't prove it. But I kind of feel like old Jake laid down that night and God visited him. I heard you talking to Laban, buddy. You told him off. Gave him a piece of your mind about how bad it's been these 20 years. Now, I'm probably a little bit like Jacob, 
Brother Gibson, I probably fell into that. Yeah, I told him, Lord, I, man, did you, I got him. Yeah, and the Lord just kind of, yo, boy, it's been so bad, isn't it? So bad. Then what about Reuben? You're coming out of this, Reuben. What about Levi? You're coming out of this with the priesthood. Those who are shoulder the ark are coming out of this 20 years. What about Judah? The Messiah is coming out of your mess. The lawgiver is coming out of this situation. Oh, Jacob, you've been so hung up on how bad it's been. But you have forgotten to what you've given birth to. Hallelujah. I, my Lord, I feel like I'm talking to somebody. If you can take one second and get your eyes off of that mess, I think somebody's got a Reuben, a, a Simeon, a, a Levi, a Judah. God's given you a word. Hallelujah. It, it may be bad, but it has not been all bad. Don't be so quick to curse the 20 years. Check, I'm just saying, check yourself there and say, nah, even though it's been rough and I wouldn't want to go through it again, God's put something in me. I went through this the first time with just my staff, but now I've come two bands and what he meant by that is there's so many of me now, God's blessed me so much that if y'all know the story, he sent some ahead of him. He was sitting the family over in two groups to try to, he's afraid of facing Esau. But he went into it with just his staff. But all he could see was the toil of the 20 years, but he couldn't see the anointing. Hallelujah. The favor, the blessing that came at the same time. Hallelujah. Oh, don't be so quick to curse the 20 years. Can, I wonder if I brought that water. Can I? That's right here. It is. I was going to use it as a prop. That's January, so I'm going to fast forward to April. So y'all, if y'all feeling better, okay? In April, this is going to seem silly, but stay with me. In April, we, I was praying on a, my wife knows where I'm going with this. I was praying on a Sunday morning. And, um, uh, Praise the Lord just kind of come into the family room we were at. It's going to sound silly, but hang on. I don't want to use the word vision. That's going to. But I saw in prayer like I was at Dairy Queen. That's the silly part. I was at Dairy Queen and I had ordered a blizzard. And I've ate a blizzard before, y'all could tell that. And so, for those for those who don't know, it's kind of like a ice cream milkshake kind of thing. They put stuff in it, you know. And but uh, somebody knows how they. That's right. Note to self: mention groceries next time I come. I'm gonna get an amen. Amen. But but what? But the thing about it is, is when they make it, before they give it to you, they turn it upside down. And after God gave this to me in prayer, I went and looked at it to see if it's policy, and it is. Because they, it used to be just up to the store, 
to do that, but they're showing you that it's made properly. But in prayer, they, uh, the, the, she gave me, and I, the, the person that couldn't recognize the face, but she gave me the blizzard, turned it upside down, and then it didn't fall out, and they gave it to me and said, enjoy. And then I asked the Lord, and I know I'm out here in spooky territory. I've never, I've never heard an audible voice, but I think I know what you know, the voice of your shepherd when God's trying to show you something in prayer. And I said, God, what, what are you trying to show me? And this is the answer that came to me. When you are turned upside down and yet you do not fall out, then you know you're ready to serve. When life turns you upside down, and you don't quit church, and you don't curse God, and you still run, and you still shout, and you still got a testimony, then I know you're ready to serve. Hallelujah. My God. I'm not quitting over this. I'm not stopping over this. I'm not getting bitter over this. I'm not blaming God for this. I understand now how to handle the upside down moments when I get turned upside down and yet I don't fall out. Do I have anybody that's been like that here lately? You feel like everything you touch gets turned upside down. It doesn't mean that you're backslid. It means you're about ready to serve. You're about ready to fulfill your purpose. You can be seated for a second. My wife can tell you, I'm not making this up. The moment God gave that to me, I gave it to her. Because God, at that moment, the 28 chapters of the book of Acts unfolded before me in prayer. And it said, you can see it through the history of the early church. Ananias and Sapphira, live the Holy Ghost and hold out dead. Check what happens. The church goes to another level. They kill James with a sword, throw Peter in jail. What do they do? The church has prayer without ceasing. What happens? They stone Stephen for telling the truth. What happens? God calls Saul to the ministry and two-thirds of the New Testament is written. Folks, we got this thing backwards. We got it backwards. We think that it's time to step out when the sea is calm. That when God has favored us with no problems and no wind. And that's why I feel, oh my Lord, I feel like I'm at home right now. That's why we promised God to do something in January. But when December gets there, we're not there yet because we're waiting for things to be favorable. But I've come with a word, hallelujah. It's when you're turned upside down and you don't quit praying. You don't quit coming toward the front. You don't quit clapping your hands. You don't quit backing the preacher. You don't quit going to church. That's when you know that you're ready. 
I've kind of feel a little home on me. Anybody can do this at men's conference. Anybody can do it at camp meeting. Can I get real? Anybody can do it. Brother Boyd comes out with a guitar, but he might not be here next week. He might not be able to get to the phone. Ooh, I feel like I'm talking to somebody. You may have to live for God on your own. You may not have camp to prop you up. You may not have ladies' conference to keep you going. And sometimes life will turn you upside down. But it's not to throw you out. It's not to stomp on you. It's to show you that you've got more anointing than what you think. You've got more power than what you think. You've got more faith than... Gideon, Gideon had that mindset. He said, if, if God is for us, then why is all this befalling us? And so, you're telling me I'm a mighty man of valor. You're telling me I got a call on my life. I'm the next deliverer of Israel. But if all that is true, then why do I see what I see? And why is all this going on around us? I don't know all the rich history of this church. But I think one thing, and you feel free to create me, but when they tried, to, the first building was being moved to a place to have church, right? And didn't it kind of break down in the process? And where it broke down is where they stopped. Oh, man. If we could have got it a half a mile down the road, God would have moved. But because it didn't go like we wanted it to go, this church is built on a mindset that sometimes life will turn the cup upside down. I know, I know you don't pastor people like this. But I pastor people who they pray better when they got something coming at them. They, they worship better when they got something fighting against them. There's somehow the struggle brings out the best of us, not the worst of us. Hallelujah. And I don't know who I'm sent to talk to, but if life has done this to you here lately, it does not mean that God has left you. God's trying to say, hey, now I finally got you to a place where I can use you. You can be a... I'm going to give you a different wrinkle to this. It's like when that cup got handed to me. Now you can be a blessing to somebody else. Now, now you're ready to serve someone else. That, uh, oh, I know. I know y'all praying for Jenny right now. Boy, she's married to a mess. But you, you're right. Sometimes I get in my own way. 
Sometimes I get in my own way. Sometimes, listen, the devil's not my worst enemy. Sometimes I mess with myself way more than the enemy ever has. And I think everything's got to look just right and sound just right and feel just right. And can I tell you that some of the greatest church services I've ever been in didn't start off just right. There's something got off key, something got off course. Just messing with you on that one. Have you ever been there? Y'all been there? That you, you start church, there's a pile of people missing, and it just doesn't feel right for a second, and you think, man, there's no way on earth anything's going to happen. Next thing you know, the glory of God moves in, and folks are coming to an altar. Can I be honest with you? It's on my worst messages that I feel like I made a total mess of it. Probably like this afternoon going home. Hallelujah. But can I tell you, when I feel like I dropped it, the Holy Ghost steps here and says, it's not about you anyway. It's my kingdom, my power, my glory, my church, my will, my purpose. And when I can turn you upside down, you not fall out then I know then I know that you're ready to serve hallelujah hallelujah okay sis can you throw that verse in Proverbs back up Proverbs 17 and 22 by the Mary Hart I got two-thirds message, and I, I got one thing I want to show you as we come to an end. That second point was how to handle the upside-down moments. The first point was don't be so quick to, to curse the 20 years. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. Hallelujah. Do I have anybody today? I'm, I'm, I'm here. We're leaving this evening. I know I'm going to put you out there on a limb. But is there anybody out there today that with just an honest spirit would raise their hand and say, here lately, Brother Campbell, there's just been something trying to dry my bones. Would, would you raise your hand? Okay. Am I okay? Okay. Uh, I was back there in that guest quarters, and, and don't get mad at me, but I was kind of hoping nobody would raise their hand. I was. The Holy Ghost brought that verse to me back there at the quarters. And I was that little rocking chair in that room praying. And Spirit of God spoke to my heart and said, if I have people, whose bones are dry there, will you prophesy over them? Like Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones, the, the dry bones could not become an army until the Spirit of God dealt with the bone issue. 
Hallelujah. Please, yes, If you raise your hand a moment ago, I would love for you to raise your hand again. I'm just going to pray over you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray fresh wind will come into their soul. Lord, I pray fresh, fresh faith into their soul, God. God, the wind bloweth where it listeth right now in the name of Jesus. I pray God faith. Hallelujah. God, let an anointing rest upon them that will destroy every yoke. Hallelujah. God, I understand now that you have sent me here, Lord, to deal with that broken spirit that will dry the bones. But I pray joy over your people. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my salvation. I pray God that joy unspeakable and full of the Holy Ghost. I pray peace back over them in the name of the Lord Jesus. God let them know that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. God I pray over them happy is the people whose God is the Lord. I pray over them I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh God I pray you increase their trust. I pray you increase their confidence. God right now in this sanctuary let something come back on their spirit. Let something come back on that soul. God send that quiver again. Send that fresh anointing again. Send that rain. Send that fire again. Would somebody clap their hands and bless him right now. Bless him right now. Woo. Woo. Hallelujah. You don't have to leave here with dry bones today. You don't have to leave here weary in your worship. You don't have to leave here like that today. I feel sinew coming on your spirit. My Lord, the Holy Ghost in this house. You've hung your harp up on a wall, on a willow. I think you're going to sing again. God's not done with you. God's not through with you. Hallelujah. I've come to tell you that right now, today, persuaded about your present. Persuaded about your present. Hallelujah. Woo! 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 Come on, the enemy is a liar. You build up your faith according to Jude. Pray it in the Holy Ghost. You've got more power than what you think. Oh, I feel like I'm talking to somebody. You can get your joy back. You can get your laughter back. You can get your peace back. Hallelujah. 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 I got... I got one more thing to show you and I'm closing. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I want to help somebody so bad. Ha. So bad. Hallelujah. 
I feel like I've lived through what I've lived through, Sisters Lofter. Hallelujah to come here and tell somebody that you can be persuaded about your today. It may look as bad as it's ever looked, but God is faithful. He is faithful. He has not cast you away. He has not forgotten you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't blame everything on the enemy, but I do feel a spirit trying to drive the bones of someone. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. I've gone from April to just two weeks ago. I didn't know it was going to be for the close of this service until a few days ago. But a few weeks ago in prayer, all this came from either a Tuesday night prayer meeting at church since January to now or praying before we go to work in the mornings. But 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and this, this sets the stage for what I would like to ask you to do at the close of this service. The Bible tells us that a great host came up against Judah and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, said that we don't know what to do against such a great company, but he said, our eyes are on thee. Anybody feel that way today that I, I don't know what to do with all this going on around me, but I'm just trying to keep my eyes on the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17, the Lord begins to move. And it says, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand you still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. My babies didn't know that I'd be closing with this verse, but it kind of ties into what they were singing about. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. You may be outmatched, outnumbered, and overwhelmed, but keep going because the Lord is with you. He's not going to bail out in bad times. Woo, hallelujah. Verse 18 says, watch this, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. They began to worship before they saw any change in the situation. Just the hope of it, the promise of it, the chance of it. Don't get mad. But sometimes we praise him after he does something. Oh, what would we do if we just began to worship? Verse 19 says, And the Levites, the children of the Kohathites, and the children of the Korhites, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Verse 21, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 22 be my last verse I mentioned. 
And when they began to sing and to praise, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments. The Lord began to work on what was coming against them. The children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Mama, come up here. Jen, come on. You're in bad shape. Okay. We've been praying our way through a season in our life. So there's nothing I've mentioned today that I haven't come out of prayer and given her. We pray together and I'll tell her what God's showing me. But I gave you this thought just a couple of weeks ago, didn't I? And I, the Lord spoke to me that morning and said, If you will just worship, I will work. If you will just worship, I will work. I told my wife that after we did it. And we just decided we just weren't going to worry anymore. We weren't going to fret anymore. We're just going to throw our hands up and worship God. Is it completely better? No. But is it getting better? Yes, it is. Are we feeling better about it? Yes, we are. When I asked the Lord, how to close this message. What I told my wife came to me to tell y'all, if you will just worship, he will work. If you will just worship today, he will work. Hallelujah. I can't tell you it's gonna get better before you leave. But I can tell you this, hallelujah, if somebody would just praise the Lord, hallelujah, and believe that God is able to do it here and now, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you throw your hands up right now in the name of the Lord Jesus? Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. I don't know what's customary. And I know you think I've lost my mind. But I literally saw some of you in prayer walking around the sanctuary, worshiping God. And the Holy Ghost told me, while they are worshiping, I will be working. While they are worshiping, I will be working. Everything I have said is to get you persuaded about the right now. Hallelujah. Musicians are coming. These altars are open. I don't know what's customary. I don't know if somebody's going to lay hands on you. I don't know if you're going to be on your own. But I am telling you that if you will step out and begin to worship God, He will begin to work in your situation. I believe it today. I'm 
I'm not talking about next week or next month. If you will worship today, he will begin to work today. If you will worship today, I may be upside down, but I'm still going to worship. I may be confused, but I'm still going to worship. Can I get some prayer warriors and some altar workers? Don't worry about what anybody else does. Walk around. Throw your hands up. Let the tears flow. You're going to make it. You're going to come through it. Woo! Woo! A season of worship. Just worship. Just worship. Just worship. Woo. Woo. He said, if you will worship, I will work. If you will worship, I will work. I'm not leaving here with dry bones. I'm not leaving here with that discouragement in my spirit. I want my joy back. I am determined to serve the Lord with gladness. Woo! God, I believe you can do it right now, right now, right now.
He's working, he's working, he's working. Woo! Let worship break forth. Let worship break forth. I don't know if it's going to get any better, but Lord, I believe your word to be true. I'm just going to worship you in the beauty of holiness. I'm just going to praise you for I know that you can, Lord. That you are able to do exceeding abundantly of what I ask or think, Lord. Hallelujah. If I've got anybody that's been turned upside down, let your praise go forth. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 Don't let anything dry your bones. Don't let anything dry your spirit. There's water flowing today. There's a living water today. There's fresh anointing today. If you worship, I will work. If you worship, I will work. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, I'm not going to let this get a hold of me. I'm not quitting over this. I'm not stopping over this. I've come too far. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.